heroes, and welcome to One Shot episode 200. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. Normally I try to keep these introductions short, but this one might run a little bit long. And that's because it's a major milestone episode, and I have a lot of exciting announcements to make. The first is that our game for this week is Unbound, designed by Grant Howitt and Chris Taylor. Unbound is an exciting, fast-moving narrative system. My favorite type of role-playing game. As always, we took some liberties with the game to make it work in an audio format. Kat and I definitely want to try it again on the one-shot stream, because there are some really cool visual elements for it. Grant and Chris are two of my favorite designers. If you like what you hear from the game, you can find more at unboundrpg.com. And if you like the design and want to hear more from Grant and Chris, you should check out their podcast, Hardy Dice Friend. Since we're celebrating our 200th episode, I wanted to return to the start of one-shot. The Crazy Partiers, the first characters we ever featured on on the air. That cast is incredibly popular. I get requests to return to the Crazy Partiers all the time. And while I want to get new stories on One Shot, I like those characters a lot too. So we're showing off Unbound with Remy, Aldove, Inway, and Cobb, the party that was born for podcasts. Now, speaking of podcasts, as this is episode 200, I wanted to share some exciting news from the network with you all. As we mentioned in our Gen Con network panel last year, OneShot is going to be producing new shows this year. As announced previously, Pranks Paul will be joining our network officially hosting the show Adventure, an actual play series investigating fan spaces by spinning fan fiction out of role-playing games. Like I said, we've announced the show before, but we finally have an air date for it. Adventure will premiere its first episode this Tuesday, May 16th. And that's not all. We'll also be adding a new show by Megan Dornbrock, who you know from Modifier. Meg will be hosting a new program called Tales from Thetis, which, as you probably guessed, will be using the Dragon Age role-playing game. Meg has put together an incredible cast, and that show is going to start premiering later this year. I am so excited to bring it to you. One Shot is also welcoming a few established shows onto the network that a few of you might already know and love. The first is a relatively new show called Neo Scum, hosted by two voices you might find familiar, Mike Migdahl and Gannon Reedy. Neo Scum is an ongoing Shadowrun camp. Campaign, where some of the most talented improvisers in Chicago pick up dangerous odd jobs in the cyberpunk future we are almost guaranteed to meet someday. Heroes, if you love characters like Small Benjamin, Floyd Charbonneau, and Bin Bon, I know that you are going to like the Neo Scum. I've been listening since they premiered, and I love this show. I recommend hopping on on episode 5, because that's when they start using the recording equipment in the pocket dimension. The show's still good before that, the audio is just a little bit harder to deal with. Finally, we're going to be adding a show that I have been a fan of for literally years. One Shot is going to be welcoming the System Mastery podcast onto the network. If you don't know System Mastery, hosts Jeff and John read old role-playing games, some of them bad, some of them incredibly bad, and they review them. Every other week, they take on a new game, exploring its mechanics and world. There's some fascinating design insight in those episodes, and a menagerie of horrors! I often call System Mastery the car talk of role-playing games. John and Jeff have a delightful chemistry together, and some of the things that come up in those old games are hilarious. And over on the streaming side of things, we're welcoming a new project called Worda. Headed up by Drew Merzieski and Allison Grauer, who you know from our Dogs in the Vineyard episodes, Worda will be an ongoing fate campaign, streamed live on Tuesdays on the One Shot Podcast Twitch stream. Worda is a world of Allie and Drew's own creation, 
Combining the style and tense social hierarchies of Downton Abbey with the brutal political intrigue of Game of Thrones, Werda is a steampunk dark fairy tale world. And I think a lot of you are really going to like it. Those are our new shows. I hope you all welcome them with your hearts and ears. Adventure will be premiering this Tuesday, May 16th. Tales from Thetis will start airing later this year. Both System Mastery and Neoscum are established shows with archives that you can listen to right now. Just head over to your favorite podcast app and subscribe. If you've been listening to One Shot for a while and you like what we're doing, you've probably heard us mention our Patreon before. Patreon is how we keep the network running. Money that comes in from our listeners helps us buy and maintain our equipment. It helps us do cool things like offer benefits to new shows who join the network. And it keeps us alive. It certainly helps helps pay my rent. It might not come as a surprise that I am trying to transition into doing one-shot and designing games full-time. And while I do get paid out of the one-shot Patreon, we can actually only dedicate a small amount of it towards paying ourselves. To grow our Patreon and bring me closer to the dream of being a full-time games professional, we're hosting our first-ever Patreon membership drive. It's pretty simple. In the secret archive, which is available to $5 subscribers to the one-shot Patreon, I have posted the first episode of Feng Shui 3. I recorded it a couple weeks ago with Kat, JPC, Chris Sims, and Matt D. Wilson. I think we did some great work on that series, and I want to share it with everyone. And I was thinking it would be great to premiere the Feng Shui series for our fourth anniversary. That's coming up on August 14th. But in order for us to air the new Feng Shui series, we need the Patreon to be at $7,500 a month at least. We have plenty of shows recorded in our back catalog, and we'll be prepared to air just about anything for the anniversary. But if you want it to be Feng Shui, and you haven't signed up as a Patreon backer yet, I recommend heading over to patreon.com slash one-shot-podcast and signing up to support the network. If you sign up at the $5 level, you will be able to hear the first part of the Feng Shui 3 series. And you can decide for yourself if you think it's worth it. But I can guarantee you that it is. $5 a month comes out to $60 a year. That's about as much as a high-quality role-playing book. OneShot puts out at least one hour of content every week. And we do it for free. And we're happy to do it for free. But if you listen to us on a regular basis and you really care about the show it's probably worth that price. I want to sincerely thank everyone who supports us on Patreon and everyone who's helped us get to 200 episodes. One Shot has had an unbelievable effect on my life. It changed everything for me. So if you're listening, thank you. We'll be doing individual Patreon thank yous a little bit later this episode. But with all of that out of the way, let's get to the show. All right, heroes, let's meet our party for this week. They should all be familiar voices to you. Uh, let's start with Pat O'Rourke. Hey, James. Pat, you're playing Remy Lionsbeard again. Yeah, the first character I ever played. For, like any, ever. any role-playing game. Ever in a role-playing game, yeah. And, and now look at you. Look at me. You got your own D&D podcast, The Dungeon Rats, that people can check out. Mm-hmm. You play D&D with your family constantly. Yeah, every month. We ruined you. You did. You ruined my relationship with my wife, certainly. <laughs> does she not play with you? No, she does. Okay. Oh, oh that's why you've ruined. Okay, <laughs> I see. Um, so you're playing Remy Lionsbeard, and am. it has been a few years it since has. we have seen Remy. For those who don't remember, Remy was a warrior who was obsessed with hunting zombies because they killed his family. Yeah. But a lot's changed for Remy in that time. Where is Remy now? What's he like? Because we, we, left, we left him. He, he met the love of his life. He did. Unfortunately, she is no longer with us. What? Well, 
See Remy, he had his wonderful little little litter of lions beards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so he had three kids, lions, beautiful lions cubs, lions cubs, cub, yeah. cub beards. Yeah, a beautiful wife, three kids, the ideal house. But then one day, a giant snake came up from the basement and ate them all. Remy wow. did his best to fight them off, but poor Remy could not defeat this giant snake. While the love of his life was in its jaws. <laughs> okay. All yeah. right. Uh, so I, I think we've actually found an in-game thing already. Unbound is a sort of story-based, freewheeling adventure system. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is based around things that you come up with your with for your characters. And there's a system in it called Scars, and that is a significant event in your past that is going to affect you well into the future. So I need you to draw a card from the top of your deck. You you drew a Joker. Um, I know a Jack. A jack. I'm sorry. Uh, you drew a jack. Uh, so you're going to... Okay, guys. Uh, it's just very obviously a jack. It's the playing card, the jack. I was excited because I thought it was worse for him. You're going to take this red sharpie. Okay. And you're going to draw uh, write, my family was eaten by a giant snake on that jack. Okay. Um, and that is going to change the effect of that jack as the game goes on. Not uh, much white when, space on that jack. Yeah. If you... <laughs> Well, he'll he'll fit it. He'll fit it. This is this is a non-visual medium, so this great, great visual bit that we have is just not working for anybody but us. When you draw that card in the future, it is going to act differently than a normal jack. Cool. Um, and it is going to uh, threaten you somewhat. So oh, no. You're going to take that card and shuffle it back into your deck. See, Remy can't have a family. His whole nuclear family at the beginning mm-hmm. was eaten by zombies. That, that's what the screenwriters explained to the people who <laughs> complained about uh, him, his family being fridged. Yeah, again, yeah, again. <laughs> um, Listen, this the is a sequel. We to need to decide and like see. No, he Remy can't have a family. The yeah. thing you don't understand. Uh, let's let's move on to John Patrick Cohen. John, yes, let's move on. Thank you. Yeah, John. Now it's all about you. Yeah, the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> finally reached that point <laughs> it's been a while this is remy this is uh, remy lionsbeard's good companion aldo of battleheart yes aldo of battleheart the first uh character i ever played <laughs> <laughs> okay this is a lie on a one-shot podcast uh, on a one-shot podcast there we go aldo has gone through a lot of transformations you know? oh yeah he started as as your regular cleric of torag uh sure jesus yeah of G- jesus jesus <laughs> as we learned uh torag is in dorvin jesus he moved on to become a lawyer to mm-hmm. defend his friend and then we found out at the very end of our last session, that he is part of a secret black ops operation for the Church of Torag that like goes around in deep cover and yes. unroots different magical threats and whatnot. Yes, this is very true, and I definitely do remember all of this. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I expect that to be coming up in a big way. In this oh, session. definitely. So he's been up to a lot of great stuff uh, since since last we met. Um, most notably, Aldov is now blind. Wow! <laughs> uh, well, yeah, uh, he went blind because he's been living up on the surface world for a long time. Dwarves are used to living in the, the dark depths, but uh, 
he his eyes genetically are not meant for the light and he uh, has gone blind and a big part of that was because he moved to the coast to open up a shrimp restaurant called Fisherman's Dwarf uh, so he's been <laughs> ouch <laughs> he's been yeah. sailing and fishing and gradually he has been uh, going blind so he's like in the early stages of it so he still has some eyesight but you know it's like the doctors and, and clerics have told him that it's like it's a matter of time before his eyesight is gone. There are doctors and clerics? He had a second opinion because <laughs> uh, he was like, I used to be a cleric. I don't totally believe these clerics. And so he did see a doctor and the doctor told him confirmation the same thing. Yeah. Okay. So I, obviously this has left me with so many questions. Sure. Uh, the first, how does he deal with his blindness? So he has a young boy <laughs> who, uh, like a living boy. Uh, a living who, boy. He's a living boy uh, who helps him, <laughs> who like helps him around the, the, the uh, restaurant uh, and who helps him man the boat. And uh, Named? His name is Pedro. Pedro is very, um, he couldn't get along with that. And he wouldn't want to. Oh, that's nice. It's nice. He's got some companionship. So, but he feels no love for him, uh, and there's no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strictly working. So, relationship. Did he like adopt this person? Is it's, this person his ward? It's unclear. They've never really discussed it, so it's very much unspoken between <laughs> oh, him. Okay, so wow, there's so many questions I have about Pedro, but I think uh, Pedro is also mute. I think it is time for you to draw the top of your deck of cards. Cannot there. wait. And it is the Jack. Oh, my God. Another as Jack. Call it a Joker. Or a Joker, <laughs> as I would know it. Jack of um, Diamonds. Yeah, we're going to take... Uh, I, I would like to keep it to red, actually, for scars. Um, cool. We can have other colors for other things. And it's going to be really hard to fit slowly went blind over the course of years on that card. But uh, something, something to denote that. Go in blind <laughs> boy it's hard to see maybe just cross out the eyes on that jack yeah we'll just get his eyes and just like really just read those out <laughs> perfect oh he's going stoned <laughs> <laughs> also the sharpies are hard to use to write on cards yeah i would have thought the sharpies would be better for writing on playing cards but you know that's that's what we got uh let's move on to zach mast hi james how's it going it's pretty good zach uh last time we had you on one shot the episode was so offensive we couldn't air it yeah i know you gave us a choice i did give you on. a choice early on and it was bad and you me. let us choose the one that was killing kids so uh yeah I, we did not do it uh it was fun though thank you for funny. having me on that's in the secret archive yeah, yeah. I, I would love to have you on again and I'm, I'm glad that we had you back for this crazy partiers reunion yeah, it's good to be here this is the this is the name that you came up with for the group the crazy partiers oh yeah that was very original it's a good zach mass bit zach what has Cobb been up to in these past years since we've seen him when we last saw him the love of his life buttercup mm -hmm. the pony mm -hmm. was transformed into a centaur which which made his relationship with that horse a lot easier to swallow for right. yeah. society at large <laughs> yeah not so deviant and unnatural when she becomes a centaur <laughs> i mean uh, i don't i don't want to go that far zach i think <laughs> it's pretty deviant and unnatural but at least it's not a horse anymore it's well, you know what? Cobb and Buttercup, <laughs> Cobb and Buttercup, uh, got married. Mm -hmm. Of course, um, the marriage lasted sixteen months. Oh no! Uh, yeah, as you know, it, people change, centaurs change. Uh, we just kind of drifted apart, you know. And uh, now she wants nothing to do with me. Um, 
you know, uh, we, we had a kid actually, and Oof. like a little foal and now the foal wants nothing to do with me either. Uh, so she's taking him and I, I, you know, I don't even know what he's up to at all. I sell dragon insurance in the village. <laughs> and- okay. Wait a minute. Uh, let's, is this insurance to prevent, uh, to like get, uh, money for damage done to dragons or damage done by dragons? Well, sir, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen with a dragon, uh, but you need to buy the insurance just to be sure that you have all your bases covered. I can give you the premium package if you'd like that covers both damage done by a dragon. Is this going to protect my dragon or, or, or am I worried about other errant dragons? Well, there are other errant dragons that could actually steal your dragon, so you might as well protect them So both. it's protecting my dragon. Yeah, but you, but you should also protect your property from errant So you're telling me two well. policies. Yeah, no, it's our premium policy. It's one policy, but there's two monthly payments. You're losing the sale. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So he's now an insurance salesman. I think you need to draw the top card of your deck. All right. Come on, Jack. Oh, nine. Oh, nine. (laughs) Uh, It's actually much better to get a scar on a nine because they have uh, ruined a face card for themselves, whereas you uh, still have all your face cards. So I think, is it broken heart? Is it just want to see my kid again? Deadbeat dad? Deadbeat dad? Ooh, deadbeat dad's good. Oh, deadbeat dad. <laughs> I think we have to be deadbeat dad. I think you have to write deadbeat dad on that card. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, where's the red out? Here it is. Yeah, there it is. Um, oh, I got a lot more white, a little more white space. Mm-hmm, on this nine. Um, all right. Dead, dead. And then we do shuffle it into the deck. You will shuffle it into the deck. Wow, that cuts to my core. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. Uh, man, I probably should have done both of these in a row, but let's uh, get to our... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> let's get to our last player, and that is Cat Cool. Hey, James. Cat, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Cat, you are playing Inway Vareev Arcaeus. Yeah. Who is your first D&D character? She is, yeah. Just not when people heard her. No, no. This this version of Inway is a little different than uh, the Inway that I think of as like... Prime Inway, but mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a pretty good Inway. This is so wait. This isn't Inway Prime. This is like Earth Six yeah. Inway. Yep. Okay. I I want to know what Inway has been up to since they defeated the uh, Thunish Illithid. Uh, sure. You know, BAU. Uh, just business as usual. Oh, I thought business alternate universe uh, where she went to business that. school. A little, a little bit of that. Not business school, but um. But fighting some alternate universe wars. Um, Ooh, uh, butt fighting. Sure. <laughs> no, uh, so so Inway is a war wizard, so she does on occasion get called to duty. Um, but most... <laughs> really, buddy? <laughs> that kind of day? I mean, butt and the duty and all of that. <laughs> um, but mostly uh, she spends her time in university studying and avoiding consulting on theses. Feces. You have a lot of It fun. sounds like feces. <laughs> oh, I thought she said feces. Uh, <laughs> what did you say? Feces. Oh. With a TH. Um, Just don't do any more and I won't have to laugh. <laughs> trying to. Unfortunately, I don't know that I can get to one that will. Damn it. Um, but the, She's the, real tired recently. She's pooped out. There we go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> most recently, she's taken a break. She has been a little depressed. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really know why. Not a particularly introspective person. Mm-hmm. And purchased a tower. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. 
Um, Midlife tower. She purchased a wizard tower out in the countryside. Mm -hmm. This isn't actually technically a wizard tower. It wasn't when she got it. Now it is because she owns it. Uh, This was a witch's tower. She she got a good old fashioned Rapunzel. Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) In a that's a nice model. It is a nice model. Yeah, just in a uh, in a town that was zoned. So so like a terrible architectural trend when you thought of it because. That meant a lot of girls were just being kidnapped and held in towers for... It was just popular to do. Hey, man. Witch trends. Um, (laughs) So it it was in a town where you couldn't build too high. Mm -hmm. But Inway got the the insider news that things are going to be rezoned. So she'll be able to build as high as she wants within the next decade. That Um, hasn't panned out yet. Hasn't panned out yet, but... This property has turned into a nightmare because the witch who owned it, uh, there were no such rules about building underground. Um, so she has completely undermined the town. And Inway isn't quite sure what the extent of the property she owns, like how far it spans yet. And she has spent the majority of the last year Basically, dungeon dungeon delving, trying to <laughs> figure out home. in her, own, in her home, own home, clearing out rooms, trying to figure out what this place is. Man, all our lives fell apart, and you're a real estate mogul. <laughs> uh, well, what, maybe one day. What I'm going to uh, ask you to do is draw the top card of your deck. Yep. And what do we have there? The four of hearts. The four of hearts. You are going to write on that card, boy, no direction in life. Sure. In in red? In red. That is your scar. Thank you. Not enough billions of dollars. <laughs> I mean, she just bought a tower, like, to make herself feel better. That's this true. is not... She has the money, but it's not going well. I mean, everybody else did, like, become... <laughs> A restaurateur and an insurance salesman. So, she bought a wizard tower. Yeah. Yes, she's doing better than you, but she's also not doing well, guys. It's not a contest. Um, it's not a contest, except this is a game and there are there is a winner. And she is winning <laughs> the game right now. Um, I want to, now that we have created those scars, uh, the next uh, part of character creation uh, for you guys is, is going to be uh, creating an achievement for your character. And that is looking back on your character's career probably looking at moments that we saw on the podcast and i'm going to ask you guys one by one uh what you think your character's greatest achievement in life was what they consider to be their greatest achievement in life and we'll start with uh pat i think for remy he did clear the entire world of zombies yeah you can't find a zombie anywhere now he defeated the zombie king he defeated the zombie king that's probably his his crowning achievement all right. Uh, well, then draw another card from your deck. And oh, the King of Hearts, right down in any color you'd like, defeated the Zombie King. Move on to JPC. So when Aldov left the Secret Service of the Church of Torag, Dwarven Jesus Christ, when Latter-day Saints. he was he was given he was given a an honorable discharge um, before he retired uh, to open up Fisherman's Dwarf, um, and. Most of his activity was like, you know, secret, like, you know, not on the books. You know, mm-hmm. they couldn't really acknowledge most of it. But he did get the uh, Distinguished Service Medal that mm-hmm. he proudly displays in his restaurant. Um, and so that is kind of like a reminder of the life he lived and the life that he left. 
Okay, so then I think it's time for you to draw a card. Ooh, it's the Seven of Spades, or as you would call it, a Joker. Of <laughs> Spades, yes. Um, and you will write, I think, Distinguished Service. Uh, okay, I can't spell that, so I'm going to spell Cool Metal. But yeah. I'm going to spell Metal wrong. Okay. I hope that's cool. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> good. I think that works really well. Uh, Zach, what is Cobb's greatest achievement that he considers to be his greatest achievement? Yeah, I think... Um, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, that whole adventure was uh, was fine. You know, it kind of ended up, you know, he was kind of doing it all for Buttercup, and then that ended up, you know, completely falling apart on him. So I think the only thing he really looks back fondly on is that he killed a goblin. <laughs> he killed a goblin. Just, yeah. all right, Yeah. draw the top card of your deck. And write murderer on it. <laughs> diamonds. I think write racist murderer? No, I think kill the goblin instead, perhaps. Kill the goblin. Well, it, it doesn't matter that it was a goblin. It's just, you know, it's like he just remembers the one, you know, feeling the, the blade. When, when he's out with his partner selling insurance, he's just like, yeah, I killed a goblin once. I ever tell you about that? Yeah, he's told, retold the story a hundred times. <laughs> thousands thousands of times. Yeah, killed a goblin. And Kat, we're going to turn to Inway. What does Inway consider to be her greatest achievement? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> So, uh, Brigadier General Varkaius was promoted because uh, she created the Eldritch, Eldritch Tapestries. Mm-hmm. And those are kind of a super weapon. And basically, they, they operate on the premise of uh, quiescent weaving, which is like chained, delayed spellcasting metamagic. And while... She remains fairly dissatisfied with their application in wartime. She's not, she doesn't love their application in war. That's not why she became a soldier. She became a soldier. Yeah, that's not why she became a war wizard. No, she became a war wizard because <laughs> of the access to jackets. Uh, well, <laughs> to uh, the to the National Library. Mm-hmm. It was only through creating that technology did she really figure out quiescent spellcasting mm-hmm. and uh, similar metamagics. So that is her greatest achievement, she thinks. Okay, so creating the spell tapestry or, or the yeah. So it un it basically gave her access to chaining metamagic, which is a fairly new thing in this universe. Okay. Um, so draw draw your card and and write down quiescent weaving. Cool. Um, <laughs> what 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 card was it? The five so of clubs. Five of clubs. If you can't spell it, you can always write cool metal. Yeah. Yeah. We got to spell metal wrong. <laughs> we got to spell metal yeah. wrong because yeah. we have to preserve the fact. that I you Feel like I'm good wrong. with quiescent weaving. Oh yeah, quiescent is like just a easy one for you. Yeah. I'm not even sure I know what it means, much less how to spell it. <laughs> um, I have it's Hugo a, Weaving's I, daughter. Got a yeah, quiescent weaving. She's very, she's very she's good. She's so good. I have at a school. Follow-up question. Is she good at weaving? Because I imagine she has some of her Eldritch tapestries in her house. And I just have this image of like her being great with the magic, but like the tapestry the not looking very good. Like uh, being crude tapestries of griffins. Yeah, they're not so they're um they're very like firm and like they're strongly woven, mm-hmm. but the art itself isn't pretty. Very cool. 
I think it is time for us to move on to fates. On your uh, note cards that I have in front of you, I think each person should get a second note card. Um, oh, so we have one blank note card and now an additional, a, blank, additional blank note card. card. <laughs> Guys, I am very generous as a game master, and I want you to know that. True. Uh, so on the first one, you are going to write down something that is definitely going to happen to your character this session. Our character. Uh, your character. Now, this can be a very quick and easy scene. It could be uh, something as simple as Cobb writing down, going to kill a goblin. Cobb will kill another goblin this session that will absolutely come up. That It could be something a little bit more philosophical. Has an epiphany about their place in life. Mm. Uh realize they love their kid that they haven't seen in a while like really anything because the the rules of fates is this is this can come up whenever you can say i would like to play my fate now and have that just pop into play and affect the game and there is no limitations on that it's on me as the gm to make those things happen so does uh, it have to be a good thing uh, it doesn't have to be a good thing it can be a bad thing it just has to be a thing that you want to definitely happen to your character this session. Okay. I think the only thing that it can't be is that you die because there are different rules about dying. So take a quick moment to write that down. Once you've finished with the one for you, uh, for the person to your left, for the character to your left, you're going to write down another fate for them. Something that is definitely going to happen to them this session. Usually this is a collaborative thing in Unbound. Like everybody works... Uh, everybody writes one for themselves, and then the rest uh, of the group collaborates on one for you. Uh, I'm doing hidden ones uh, that one person made for you because I think it's going to be sillier. Fates are a fun thing to play with, but we also got a world of people out there to entertain in podcast land. Zach will be writing something that will definitely happen to Aldove. JPC will be writing something that will happen to Remy. Pat will be writing for Inway and Cat for Cobb. And guys, I think with the fates established, it is time for us to start the game. Our audience will find out the fates as we play. The mechanics for Unbound are very simple. When you encounter a challenge, any sort of challenge at all, uh, you will be drawing high card against me. If my card is higher, you fail. And if your card is higher, you succeed. That's it. I also have a thing written down on my, one of my cards, and I am just going to put that down right now okay with that we open our adventure just outside inway's tower do you have a preference for the name of the town that you purchase this tower in oh you have to make it super like this is your fairy tale town yeah okay so you can make it hamlin or something else i think hamlin is good okay um the hamlet of hamlin so we open on hamlin you see many uh, pig-shaped buildings around. Uh, there's sort of a pink color scheme to this town. Sure. They raise and export a lot of pigs. Uh, we see like uh, nice rolling shots of pigs in the fields uh, because this is a fairy tale town. Uh, all pigs are like wearing jackets and waistcoats, um, walking around on their hind legs. But of course, they are. S- just normal pigs. They're not they, sentient, right? They get slaughtered. No, but they wear clothes. 
the that's pigs feel much. very uncomfortable if they're nude in front of other pigs. Oh, it's the pigs that feel uncomfortable. It's not the people that feel uncomfortable with nude pigs. But they're not sentient <laughs> they're not pigs. Sentient. They're not sentient. But they pigs. have shame. Well, they were taken. They were taken from the nearby forest. Animals in the forest uh, wear waistcoats and clothing and whatnot, and often have problems that people need to solve for them. But once you take an animal out of the forest, they just become a normal animal that feels very uncomfortable out of clothes. Horrific, James. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Truly nightmare. So if a pig, if one of the pigs is wearing a monocle, it's not that he's a smart pig <laughs> or a rich pig. He's just he's a, a he is pig. a capitalist if, pig. If you yeah. take him back into the forest, he'll be intelligent again. Hey, you can take a pig <laughs> out of the forest, but oh you can't gosh. take a waistcoat off a pig. You guys, who you... makes the clothes for the pigs? Do the pigs make it? But they're not sentient. Do spiders in the forest? We've Actually, something sentient has to make the clothes. I, this is terrible. I think. Guys, you think? I mean, well, what about like I a pig? Know it. <laughs> what I think happens okay. is nobody knows for sure where the clothes come from. And James and, is furiously searching through the rule book for this right now. And that's that's one of the that's like one of the great mysteries that wizards have worked on over the years is who is making clothing for these animals. Now, there's it. still a whole government of pigs, right? Like the mayor is a pig, but he still <laughs> doesn't do anything. He's just been elected by. But they're not sentient, they're so not the sentient. elections are run no. very poorly. Well, they just put truffles in a field, and whoever eats the most truffles becomes mayor. Oh, people definitely that do that, though. But people, but we elect, like, dogs and stuff to, yeah. to be mayors of towns. Social commentary. <laughs> I mean, it just, like, it's all random. Like, it's just... It, sure. It's all random, but just it happened to... Well, Re- it happened to re- reflect an organized. So system. is he wearing a mayor stash or, or sash, sash across his yeah. stash. stash? He's got a mayor's <laughs> mustache. Yeah, he's got a mayor's mustache and mayor's sash. Uh, the people of this town, you know, are just working with the natural environment they were given. And sure. what they were given sure. is sentient farm animals that become non-sentient when you remove them from the forest. Absolutely. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. It still seems wrong. I mean, it works. You should bring them back to the you know forest. What? It's still the most organized political system in the world, uh. even though it's completely random and all by filthy animals. Yeah. Look, we all agree that this is what's happening. <laughs> We can't disagree. James has all the power, and he's making all these terrible decisions yes, for us. Yes, and good. Uh, <laughs> so we see these rolling shots of Hamlin and a tower. A tower uh, that is... What color is Inway's tower? Oh, it's like a, a white and peachy stone. A white and peachy tower. That, at the top of it, there's a big, friendly, smiling pig's face, which oh. was assured. When, when, when Inway bought it, it was cheap part of the reason it was cheap is it couldn't go higher yep the other reason is you would definitely have to restructure this pig thing however it's gonna go away however the city council uh is trying to get it uh this tower named a historical site Mm -mm. uh and inway is furiously fighting that i mean they're again they're not doing anything but it just happens to seem like yeah <laughs> but once oh, do we think like, pigs control the whole town they're on the government the whole government is pigs no they're just regular pigs when they're in the town they're just wearing clothes <laughs> right. the pig government is in the forest yeah all these sentient pigs in the forest are like missing their brothers and sisters oh my god what a heartbreak for those sentient <laughs> pigs know. who know that but there's every time, a town every time they go to they the town they loot sentients right. yeah. Yeah, so yeah they, they the bravest attack, among them <laughs> leaves to go and rescue their brother and it just ends oh, up no! a regular oh, no! <laughs> dude that sucks this is so terrible. 
terrible. Dude, that's the ultimate curse. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing, like people go into the forest and these pigs just massacre. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> there is That's a- why so it's like, you know, you go, don't go in the forest or the pigs will get you. It's like I don't believe you. These pigs are don't just Don't go into clothes. the dark wood. <laughs> the oh dark wood of the pig. <laughs> wow, what a terrible and it's no one's fault, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just a cruel god <laughs> who decided to put this into place. <laughs> Torag. <laughs> no, this is not the this work is of not Jesus. The work of- <laughs> hey, heroes, just taking a quick break in the middle of the show to thank some of our backers on Patreon. Normally, we do this at the top of the episode, but it was getting a little crowded, and I definitely didn't want the introduction to get to eight minutes. Andrew Miller, thank you. Steve Discon, thank you. Steve's wonderful. Philip Jack. Thank you. You're also wonderful. Peter Griffith. Thank you. Katie McGillicuddy. Thank you. Derek Tim Brock. Thank you. Damian Giles. Thank you. James Pearson. James James. Pearson. We love you, James Pearson. Thank you so much. Amy Backstrom. Thank you. Buka. Buka, Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Not everybody knows this. And Buka told me this and it blew my mind. The the moniker Buka is a Halloween name that she never took down. Yes, I I know. It's pretty. (laughs) It's pretty amazing. It's pretty funny. Uh, Buka is actually Becca Black, uh, an artist that. uh, That also takes commissions. Yes. And has done a bunch of work for campaign commission style from me. Check out her work as well. Good old Becca Black. Michael Lawler, uh, who I can only assume is related to a wrestler. (laughs) John G. Thank you, John G. John G. of the John G. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for all your great work. Okay, okay. Slow down there. (laughs) Thanks again to all of our Patreon backers. One Shot is right now in the middle of a Patreon drive. Right now in our secret archive, we have the first part of our Feng Shui 3 series posted for your listening enjoyment. If you want to hear the whole thing by One Shot's fourth anniversary, be sure to head over to patreon.com slash one shot podcast and sign up to be a backer. If we hit 7,500 before our fourth anniversary, we're going to feature Feng Shui 3 as our anniversary series. A sincere thank you to everyone who already supports the network and everyone who's going to sign up during our drive. With all that out of the way, with all that out of the way, let's get back to the show. We see you guys. Again, this town is adorable. Sure. So much about it is just very cute and kitschy. <laughs> uh, you're, you're passing a lot of shops that just have like pig merchandise. This is the biggest exporter of pigs, hogs, and swine in New Celia. You find yourselves, Aldove, Cobb, and Remy, walking together on a road towards Inway's tower. Um, I'm also with Pedro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Pedro is leading there. me by, with his, uh, by the hand. But again, Pedro is mute, so you probably won't hear from him. <laughs> James could have played Pedro. No, he's mute. You can he's play mute. him if you want to, but he's mute. He's, he's nonverbal. <laughs> It'll just be silence on the mic for a while. <laughs> you're being led along. You're, you're probably just a couple of feet in front of Inway's tower now. Uh, you've walked up. It's an impressive sight to those of you so who we're like, can see. So we're like two feet in front of this tower. <laughs> <laughs> So we're, like we're yeah. looking out there. It's directly in front of us. You're too close and you're going too fast. You're going to collide with this tower. Well, I'm blind. It's not my fault. <laughs> I, I mean, it's Pedro's fault. He's leading you into the tower. That's true. But yeah, you're. this is uh, like you, you guys just joined up together not far down the road from this tower. It's the first time that you've seen each other in years. What do you guys look like now? What do you look like? Remy's beard is 
completely unkept. It's all over the place. He's got his battle axe just dragging behind him uh, on the ground. It's covered in pig's blood because they had to come through the forest yeah. and those pigs are <laughs> he was just attacked by pig he was attacked by, yeah but he, so he's got like splatters of pig blood all over him but he hasn't bothered to wipe any of it off uh Cobb is wearing a loose fitting sheepskin suit <laughs> uh with a very loud tie whereas before he had you know big hair uh now he's he's kind of balding actually so he just has on the top he's bald but then the hair is still kind of wild out on the sides kind of he look kind of looks like uh, Larry from the Three Stooges. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, Aldo, uh, since he switched over to like an almost completely seafood diet, has lost about 180 pounds. <laughs> Dang, and he was just muscle before. Yeah. So he's uh, he's still kind of wiry, but he's like rail thin now. He uh, he can't really keep track of his physical appearance, so he has Pedro do it, and Pedro uh, g- gives him this. And Pedro's a human, so he gives him like the style that he would associate with a human. So he's clean shaven, and he's got kind of like a bowl cut. Like Pedro kind of just puts a bowl top his head and just cuts around it. God. So yeah, like he's like stick thin. Uh, and Does he still not have any sleeves? What's that? Yeah, yeah, he's he's oh yeah, really big into being no sleeves yeah. and like and like very tan, right? Because yeah. like mm-hmm. he spends all of his time outside fishing. Okay, um, so yeah, that's and Pedro what... also looks the same. Skinny little kid, bowl cut, <laughs> bowl cut, <laughs> clean shaven. Aldo puts the, puts the bowl around him and tries to cut it, but he's blind so that it messes it up. Well, you really can't mess up a bowl cut. That's the whole point. Unless <laughs> <laughs> you take off ears. And Pedro also has no sleeves as well because Aldo doesn't lost sleeves. Pedro shivers a little bit in the cool wind of Hamlin. But yeah, this is the first time you guys have seen each other in years. Why, this in- town smells weird. <laughs> hey, I agree this town does smell a little bit weird. Is your smelling better now that you're blind? Actually, it it kind of is a little bit better now that I'm blind. Yeah. What about your hearing? Uh, yep, a little bit better. <laughs> what about your touching? Uh, the sense of touch is also a little bit better. Yes. <laughs> Do things taste cool. weirder? Huh? No. <laughs> Why would they? <laughs> I know. I feel like that a lot of tastes have weird in them, you know. But we don't really pay attention to the weird part of it. Yeah. We only pay attention to the tasty part of it. So if your taste is heightened, I can just imagine that things would taste a little weirder. Oh, so you're depositing a situation in which your taste buds have weird and <laughs> tasty as the two flavors that you're able to taste. Yes. Yeah. And now they get heightened, so then the weird part really shines through, you know? I mean, as we age, our palates definitely change, and I've been eating lots of shrimp and uh, seafood lately. Uh, I know your skin is a little more pink. Is that like a flamingo? Huh? I lost 180 pounds, and that's the first thing you notice about me is my skin's (laughs) more pink? Yeah. Like a flamingo? (laughs) Yeah. I hate the texture of shrimp. Oh, yeah. No, it's so veiny. It's so veiny and, like, pops in your you mouth. You really have to get over it, yes. But uh, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, so there is a... Well, as you guys are talking, uh, like, approaching the door, a crumpled up flyer goes by that says, uh, please help make Ham Tower a historical site. Ham Tower? Ham Tower. No. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this real estate agent told Inway a lot of things. Okay. And she believed them. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you approach the the grand door to this tower. What does this door look like? Given what you know about Hamlin, yeah, 
And the fact it's a totally that- normal door. It's just a like a like a red door with okay. yeah with like um a gold knocker. That's a regular knocker. That isn't <laughs> a pig. There is a there the is, handle is a pig. There's also a little doggy head. door that like a pigs can go through. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. But they have to. They have to. They're walking on their hind legs, but they have to get down on their hands and knees. <laughs> Again, like, you just bought this tower. I understand. It's very recent. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be great, you guys. You know, I like a red door. You don't see a red door in a lot of well, houses. Well, you don't see a red door for sure. It's actually one of the only things that I can see because it's so bright. Are red or red doors? Uh, specifically red, but doors that are red are perfectly in line with things that I can see. I'm not blind yet, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> Just going blind. <laughs> Pedro uh, reaches uh, for the normal door knocker on this red door and gives it a good knock. It winks. God, there is a spell on this knocker that makes an oink noise uh, that echoes throughout the tower. Oink, oink, oink. Because uh, it's like a real oink. A real oink it's yeah. not like appealing or cute at all. I think Paddock answers and like comes out the pig door to check on them. Yeah, so... What what does Paddock look like? Uh, oh, he's bigger now. He's like um, he's like a three foot toad. Yeah. So uh, for those who don't remember, Paddock is in ways familiar a toad. Yeah, he's <laughs> just a big white toad. And for the record, when James says for those who don't remember, it's for the people here at this at table. The table. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do? He's a a male toad. Do you want to do a toad voice? Well, he's a toad. Yeah. Is he a verbal toad? I know he can talk to Inway. Oh, I don't know that he can. Okay. When yeah, the toad is in right. the tower, it's sentient. He can only speak Inwaitic. <laughs> but when it leaves the tower, <laughs> it's it loses sentient. <laughs> I love um, the idea of conditional sentience. <laughs> well, he's he's a familiar, but he can only they can only speak to. He can communicate with Inway, but not with you guys. Um, that's how that's D&D kind of how. used so to your, work. So that's how Pedro works as he well. He answers the door, but he can't talk to anybody? <laughs> well, he comes and he checks on you guys. So yeah, it, like, a, like He comes out of the piggy door. He, yeah, comes he comes out of the piggy, piggy door. door he like leers at you guys. <laughs> and then blows a bubble and goes <laughs> back inside. Hi, Paddock. Paddock, hi. He never talks to me. <laughs> me either. Uh, the door stays closed for a few more minutes, and then Inway comes out. Hey, Inway! Inway! Great to see you again! Oh, hey! (laughs) Hi, Inway! Hi! Do you remember this? We're your buddies, the crazy partier! It's hot, hot, hot! (laughs) Inway! Inway looks like a harrowed wizard. She's keeping up with current wizard fashions, but not wearing them well. You look good! Th- thanks you you too yeah you're all splattered in blood yeah, yeah. she's covered in dust current wizard fashions are like high-waisted baggy pants <laughs> and um switch the 90s yeah kind of yeah Boyfriend jeans <laughs> um they're very very like constructed symmetrical clothing mm-hmm. uh with cut out pieces she doesn't wear them well. She's no. She's very like bony and skinny. Uh, she has a lot more freckles. She's cut her giant bushy hair up into a, a pixie cut that looks like a little flame. Which she's kind of she's kind of pulling that off a little bit. 
And she's got um, one ion stone just circling her head constantly. <laughs> Just fast enough to be distracting to look at. Mm -hmm. She she opens her arms out hesitantly for a hug, looking at all three of you kind of equally. She clearly doesn't want a hug, but she knows that it is expected that when you run into friends, you're supposed to hug them. Remy, uh, like goes in for the hug because he hasn't been touched in so long. Okay, (laughs) yeah, and he just like sheepishly leans in. There's blood all over him. (laughs) She she fully hugs him. Thank you. It's I needed that. It's good to see. You. It's good to. It's good to see you. It's good to see all of you. I'm blind now. <laughs> Just so everyone's clear on the same page. I thought you were going. blind. I mean, I'm basically going blind, but I'm like halfway there. <laughs> Why haven't you healed that? What's that? Why haven't you healed that? Just- I've been to clerics. I've been to doctors. I there's n- really nothing I can do. Like use a heal spell. Just like touch your face. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Why didn't I freaking think of that? Just use a heal spell! Well, like, but specifically a heal spell. Look, I already tried to do this, but, uh, you know... It, <laughs> what do you think I did? I used the wrong spell? Maybe. Okay, look, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Uh, nice place you got here, anyway. Uh, it's very you. Yeah, uh... It looks just like home. On the interior of this tower, there are pig gargoyles that are <laughs> on the ceilings. I mean, I didn't really know you were so into into pigs. I mean, uh, yeah, you never really talked about pigs at all, right? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Oh. 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 Right. No, that's so. A... This is actually then it makes everything here like weirder. <laughs> Please come in. Please, please come in. Thank you. Um, okay. <clears throat> the, yes, the inside is very pig-laden. Uh, and she has been trying... Was it furnished? Did she buy it furnished? Yes, of course she did. <laughs> Good deal, though. Of course she did. Uh, it the was a Ottomans great deal. It was a great deal, yeah. <laughs> she has been trying to transmute the pigs to griffins. Oh, God, and some of them are horrible. <laughs> They're <griffins>. terrifying. <laughs> Because they have, like, persistent transmutation spells and keep swapping back um, on a time delay. I think there are some that she's been very successful and she's gotten it to be, like, halfway between pig and griffin and it just doesn't look natural. Mm -mm. That's person also, like, she picked this place because she liked the color scheme and the location. So the place is red and gold. That's great mm-hmm. because it's red, white, and gold, which is in way all the way. But these pig griffins, horrific. They all have that combination like talon and and piggy piggy hoof. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So like some Ugh. sometimes it's just like super long, dangerous looking pig hoofs. Yeah. And it's not fun. And wow. I, wow I, I love the pig griffins. It's great. <laughs> it makes me hungry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a... It'd be like eating a lot of pig. Say, you know, Ingway, is this your first time being a homeowner? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You know, it's great. Have you uh, have you looked into all your, you know, all your options? You know, uh, yeah, I don't know. My, a dragon might be coming by and... <laughs> And ruin this place, but you know there is a way to protect your property from dragon damage. I feel like I don't need. I feel I. I feel very comfortable protecting my. Well, why don't we just go over? uh, I I have some literature here for you. No, I'm good. I mean, he's right. You never really need it until you need it. If you know what I'm saying. That's true. The last thing you want to do is regret when the dragon burns down your beautiful pig griffins. You know, I'm pretty immune to fire. I don't see why. 
Well, you could have. There are plenty of ice dragons and leaf dragons around the forest, you know? Sure. Pig dragons. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Will you, a dragon can come and cover this thing in slop, and then all you, <laughs> then all, you know, you got to hire this a cleaning point, company. At this point, if a dragon destroyed the entire property, that would be better. Well, if you have insurance, I yeah. mean, otherwise you're taking a complete bath on this whole property. And then I would just rebuild, and then I wouldn't have to deal with these stupid pigs. Well, it's going to be Wait, I thought expensive. you liked pigs. No. That well, was why like, did you build the pig house? I, so I bought the... Remy is now sitting down in the, in the pig sofa. Mm-hmm. It makes a swipe <laughs> when you sit down. Paddock jumps up. And has a tray with bacon <laughs> and pigs in a blanket. He's like mm. just shoving it at you. Thank <laughs> you. Do you have any shrimp, boy? <laughs> I whispered to him. So I bought the property uh, last, what's a month in? Christmas. Last Christmas. <laughs> last Christmas. The months are called heart. Christmas. <laughs> Very next day, you gave it away. On like Christmas 3rd. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, wait, Christmas third? You mean New Year's Eve? <laughs> <laughs> the last day of Christmas, the third. <laughs> and uh, since then, I've uh, yeah, I've been like, it's just, it's been a chore. It's been a, it, you've seen the town. Oh, oh yes. yeah, I love your neighbors. Uh, some of them are really nice, actually. Some of them like. Uh, some of them have surprisingly, uh, like involved stories. Uh, there are some like shoemakers up the way that are pretty uh, cool. Yes. Oh. Uh, some of them, uh, lead like constant crusades into the forest, which is fascinating <laughs> because it is like intense in there. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, we heard a lot of things coming out of that forest. And on the way into town, we saw the hanging corpses uh, <laughs> posted just outside of the forest. Right? Yeah. They yes. were kind of stinky, but, you know, not as stinky as the town is. It it does have a smell. It does have a smell, but I feel like we can turn that around. Uh-huh. I, I home hear sweet that home, I guess. Well, yeah. they're, they're going to be, like, rezoning this place in a decade, which I feel very I feel very comfortable about. Like, um, Sure. I can get this place together. Gentrification. Um, it's yeah, just, you gotta get in out early, you know. It, it's sort of an investment. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's 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 pretty beautiful. Like the 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 hillsides. Um, you just don't want it to lose any of its culture, right? You know, yeah. during during the rezoning, like we still gotta you know keep its personality. But either way, the pig I mean, personality. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, no, it's gotta keep its original no, culture. It You're some of the pig personality, but you can't just come over and bulldoze a place that has a long-standing Don't tradition. Yeah. Don't know what you've got to this. <laughs> they they pay paradise. Plays on put a up a Popeyes foot. chicken. <laughs> I don't know. I just I think I think this place could use a little freshening up. Uh, but sounds like you don't want pigs. <laughs> Around. <laughs> Wait a second. I thought you liked pigs. <laughs> Based on the questions that you asked and the way that you acted when you opened the door, Inway, were you expecting your friends to show up? Uh, I thought that... I invited them based on the premise of the thing. I, I know, I know, but you the way you opened the door, you seemed a little bit surprised to see them. So We're I early. am asking you, did you invite them or did you not invite them? Since you can't seem to make up your mind, yeah. I'm going to decide for you, you didn't invite these people. 
Okay, then I didn't invite them. Well, it just seems odd that all three of them would have shown up at the same time if I didn't invite them. Way, but that's the GM's job. It, I didn't invite you guys. I've I've been wandering a lot. And, yeah, I've just been wandering too. Well, so no, we bumped into does, each other. It's the GM's job. Yeah, it's the GM's job. Following yeah. this. It does seem odd uh, that they showed up seemingly... I can ask them. Uh, yeah. Okay. Don't, <laughs> don't worry. So, uh... <laughs> Pig feelings aside, it's lovely to see you all. What are you doing here? And each of them pull out of their pockets a piece of parchment that is on, that it's pink paper uh, with gold lettering that is very pig themed. It is an invitation on the official letterhead of your estate. That is an official invitation over uh, for a dungeon clearing party. Um, it says in the bottom, bring your weapons, six to question marks. Huh. Well, I could use the help clearing out my basement. That Wait is a second. Definitely true. Are you saying that you didn't send us this postcard? I would not have pink stationery. But it's the official stationery of the ca- of the tower. I'm trying to rebrand. Also, let me just tell you, it was hell to read this letter. <laughs> I mean, I'm blind and the kid can't speak. I, I don't know how we got here. And because uh, I kid you not, it would be impossible to decipher it. From now on, don't send me letters is basically what I'm saying. Can I send you stuff in Braille? Uh, yeah, if I learn how to read that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, I can teach Pedro you. Pedro just shakes his head. <laughs> I mean, just because you're blind doesn't automatically mean you know how to read Braille. Can I just send you stuff with, like, a message attached where I Please speak? do. Send yeah, okay. a message attached, put it on a bird, make, a, make the bird, you know, say it to me. But no more letters, case. I mean, why didn't you think of that when you actually... When you sent us these postcards. I didn't, I didn't, don't like pigs, didn't send you things. Wait, you don't like pigs? <laughs> Why do you have the griffins? Who, I, what? How, c- c- give me the correlation. Give me the correlation, cub. What? <laughs> what? Correlation, Who, cub. when did you get these? About a month Must ago? Must have been about one month ago. Oh, I think mine was about four weeks ago. That's a month. Okay. How? The letter came by mail. <laughs> Let's see. Not like um, a fancy post or anything. You know, it's weird. Every day yeah. this guy comes by my house and he has a bag full of letters and he stuffs something under my door. Wait that- a second, Cub. This happens to me as well. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's mail. So it's part of a larger conspiracy. It's, no, it's just Let's mail. Let's go hunt down this guy. No, it sounds like to. the same man brought all of us this letter no, like he does every day. Just mail. Okay. Usually it's bills and coupons, He's but this lo- one was really interesting. He's lulling us into a false sense of boredom. I was trying to see if anyone out of the ordinary gave you this. Well, you know what? Actually, my regular guy was off that day, <laughs> so this time it was a new guy, and and he was wearing shorts. Ah, yes. I recall him perfectly. He was a dark blue blob of shape. <laughs> With no distinguishing features, but all very rounded and blobular. Yep, that sounds like the same guy. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? Actually, it was a moving blob. It was kind of slimy, and but I mean, it still had shorts on. Detect magic. Uh, And you detect, I mean, it's 
difficult for uh, a lay person uh, to sort out the magic in your home because everything is magic. Everything has been enchanted. It's a wizard's tower. Sure. Um, but you can see, uh, like, you have a cool pair of sunglasses that, like, blocks out a little bit of magic. Sure, James, they're cool. You've got the nerdiest <laughs> sunglasses that you bought from television. Yeah. To, What's that? To look at uh, <laughs> different varying degrees it's a of magic. Company. It's a thing, yeah. <laughs> uh, to to look at uh, the various levels of magic and stuff, and you can see that uh, yes, indeed, the stationery is magical. Okay, what type of like school? Well, it is college ruled. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a good joke. That's <laughs> a really, really great joke. Yeah, that's a very uh, good joke. I think joke. Universal <laughs> isn't that the school that um, uh, prestidigitation is. Mm-hmm. Universal. Okay, thanks. Oh, what a shitty joke. <laughs> I don't back down now. That's a great joke. <laughs> I loved it. Also, is it, are they handwritten? It. it is printed gold, so it would have to be done with some sort of uh, like a printing press. press. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, so, nothing more magic than a printing press. Yeah. <laughs> literally nothing. You know, they can, you know, they the Torag Bible is now the most popular book in the world. This is very true. Do we have a press in town? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, but it's in a press pool. <laughs> it's a pork press. We're, I want to go to the press. I also want to go to the press and make an announcement. <laughs> um, <laughs> she says that out loud. You know, I have to actually put a full-page flyer in the uh, newspaper, so uh, yeah, let's go to the press. Do you have any roommates, or is this just you? Maybe your roommate sent it, and uh, we're just confused. N- I don't think Naff or, or Paddock would have done this. Okay. You know, like maybe they know you need help that you don't know you need, and so they brought us over because they're watching out for you. That's a really adorable thought, but I don't think they would betray me like that. <laughs> Why would that be betraying? I don't think <laughs> Aren't you glad like to see your friends. Yeah. I don't think they you would hate be us that much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Our very presence is a betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. <laughs> Ouch, like, anyway. I just don't like asking for help. Not on my terms. Well, it's very I'm, nice to see you. I'm that's glad what I'm saying. you're here. I can, we can help you. Yeah, I, I got nothing going I, on. No, I my do. wife was eaten by a snake and I so do. are our three children. I do need help. I will set what? you up here. Yeah, I didn't tell you? <laughs> that's terrible to hear. Yeah, oh I know. It's my been awful. My ex-fiance? Yes. We oh. can't say her name because it's... Brings up too much heartache. At least your children are associated with it. At least your children are dead. My son just doesn't want to see me anymore. Well, you can fix that. I couldn't get little Jimmy out of that snake's mouth. Right? Yeah, you can't say at least your son is dead. Well, that's, the, that's <laughs> yeah. horrible. No, at, yeah. least, at least he's dead. He probably died loving you. You know, mine's still alive and doesn't. That's his final words were, Dad, why can't you help me? Why, why don't you see that your situation is infinitely better than that situation? <laughs> he was screaming for me to save him, and I couldn't. Right, wait, you, <laughs> you just need to call your son. No, I'm not going to call my son until he calls me. <laughs> Paddock, like, puts his little toad hand on your on your leg yeah and then and then with his other hand he just like shoves some more bacon rolls at you <sighs> thank you i'm eating my pain right now i'm going to the press okay okay we'll come we'll come along yeah. anyway heads out uh so everybody uh follows you you go for another stroll through hamlin it's i mean most of the people 
who live in Hamlin are like Richard Scary type animal people. (laughs) It's only the pigs that don't retain sentience when they leave the forest. Is that true? Everybody else grows into a developed sort of animal No, terrible. This is terrible. But that's what I decided for this horrible little town. Um... Should we rent an Apple car so we can get around easier? <laughs> yeah, that, that definitely uh, one of the cars coming out of Apple, the horseless carriages coming out of Apple Grove Township. They're self-driving. It's very controversial. Uh, all the cavern, the uh, stagecoach operators go. The, the, these vehicles aren't safe, but Hamlin is one of the test cities where, where they're testing out these Apple cars. So you can summon an Apple car if you would like. Mm. I'd rather walk. Yeah, we all need the exercise, I especially just, Aldo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Put some meat in those bones, baby. Your arms used to be so big and veiny. I don't know if you can tell, but they're really wiry and small now. Yeah, well, <laughs> I can definitely tell. It's a physical change to my body. I just didn't know if you couldn't see your arms. I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's like a huge confusion over what <laughs> blindness is, which is like... <laughs> Kind of like a BS, you know? I mean, like, educate yourselves. It's not my job to educate you. Well, I'm not in school anymore. How am I supposed to learn? Boy, I mean, like, you never stop learning. That's the one thing. I'm blind. (laughs) (laughs) He says, as you've arrived at the printing press, the local printing press. Pigskin Press. Pigskin Press. Mm-hmm. Not bad, not bad. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back next week with more from the Crazy Partiers. Next Tuesday, May 23rd, we'll be streaming the next episode of one of One Shot's newest projects, Worda. On Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Time, we'll be streaming actual play of Blackwood, a new Kickstarter project for Savage Worlds that is live right now. You can find both Worda and Blackwood at twitch.tv slash one-shot-rpg. You should also join us on Tuesday for the premiere of Adventure, which will be broadcasting on your favorite podcast app. While you're waiting for Adventure, you can check out newly minted one-shot shows like The Neo Scum and System Mastery. And if you're a secret archive backer on Patreon, you can listen to the first part of Feng Shui 3 right now. We've posted this one-hour preview of the new Feng Shui series to help us get new and upgrading backers on Patreon. Our goal is to have 7500 a month, coming in by August 14th and the 4th anniversary of OneShot. I've plugged so much business-related stuff this episode that I wanted to take a quick moment and congratulate my friends, Chris Sims, and his new wife, Aiden, for getting married. They won't actually be married by the time of this broadcast, but I'm headed to the wedding this week, and I am very, very excited for it. So congratulations to you two. I love you guys. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. Heroes, I was no fan of James Comey. Frankly, I think he violated a lot of really important unspoken rules for his position when he spoke out about Hillary Clinton's investigation with the FBI. I also suspect he violated actual laws as well. But it is painfully obvious his misconduct during that situation is not why Donald Trump chose to fire him. Donald Trump and his campaign staff are being investigated for collusion with Russia during the 2016 campaign. The sitting President of the United States is being investigated for contact with a foreign body during the campaign. According to a consensus of United States intelligence agencies, 
Russia most certainly meant to tamper with our elections. The sitting attorney general of the United States had to recuse himself from this investigation because he lied to a Senate committee about meeting with Russian officials. I'm aware that all of this sounds like the plot of a very bad political espionage novel. But the fact remains that our president has fired James Comey, the man who is in charge of leading the investigation into the Trump campaign's connection with Russia. The best case scenario for this situation is that our president was slow to fire the individual that he believed unfit to hold his position simply because that man likely handed him the election. Comey was fired on the suggestion of Jeff Sessions, who has recused himself and is still a central figure in this investigation. This is not how healthy democracies behave. There is so much wrong in our country right now. And I know that it feels so big and so frightening. But there are steps you can take to fight against this. And the first is calling your representatives. Now you can find issue summaries about this situation and a lot of other issues at fivecalls.org. There you can read up on the issues, find the contact information for your representatives and the Department of Justice, and scripts to read while you're on the phone so you can make sure that your words are sure. I get anxiety just about ordering pizza over the phone. But this is a special case. Your country needs you. And we have to act quickly and consistently. This is not a partisan issue, though I do personally hold members of a specific party responsible for a lot of this. Every American should have an interest in fighting against this miscarriage of justice. Take the time, make the call, save the world. One Shot is a proud partner in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. If you're an advertiser looking to reach an engaged Chicago audience, be sure to contact the co-op about advertising opportunities. And if you're a listener who wants to find a new show, check out Alcoholywood. Clint, Jared, and a guest talk about one movie each week, old or new, good or bad, and create a custom cocktail and drinking game for it. As always, a big thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend about the show. You can also leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. If you want to hear more from the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Check out our Tumblr at OneShotPodcast.tumblr.com. Check out our Google Plus community. Or look for news on the site at oneshotpodcast.com. If you're looking to inquire about advertising rates, live appearances, and commissioning episodes, or you have a question or comment about something you heard on the show, contact us at gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com. One Shot is a joint production between Peaches and Hot Sauce and Paracosm Press. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great podcasts, videos, and live shows for you to check out at peachesandhotsauce.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes! Okay.